Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. shit pick up your roller skates throw on your strobe lights because daddy disco's back in this bitch what's up did one of you guys make uh the intro beat because that's just pretty hard actually drew's brother made that yeah, yeah. dj dj, DJ murder beat giancana i love it i love it i love being back thank you for having me back guys yeah Dude, we're excited yeah, yeah. man first yeah, time you- was a banger second time i expect nothing different because this topic is insane so without further ado we go hard in the paint now our dicks green soap and water in the shower now our dicks clean painting a vivid picture is what i'm hoping for today is all about a coppola daddy disco here to go full nikki cage with this topic we getting animated the crudes a new age we're gonna be yelling screaming like a vampire kiss Hit Drew with a nut shot. Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> now we got a fight, and I know he's going to kick ass. So I'm gone in 60 seconds. Now who's your big dad? To calm down, hey. he watches some snuff shots to 8 millimeter. James walks in. Now we have a face-off between Astro Boy and the pig beater. James <laughs> says, take that meat out your hand, Amos Andrew. We got to drive angry so we make sure Devon doesn't marry Peggy Sue. Drew forgets about his Willy Wonderland and jumps up quicker than a bad review of Wicker Man. Hey, Andy, let's ride. We got to save Daddy Disco from a season of The Witch. Forget that. We need to stop the kiss of death so he doesn't spend a lifetime with this bitch. Last time I saw her, she was bringing out the dead. She was at the grindhouse lighting fire with a bunch of matchstick men. We bust in that chapel in fast times like Johnny Blaze. We got to get him out before it turns to color out of space. We've stolen Daddy Disco because he's a national treasure, and we're leaving Las Vegas. Now let's draft some movies that could use some more Nicky Cages. Hey. Oh, man. You got, like, how many movie references you get in there? That was like a, know, like 12. Got, All yeah. of them? 15. You got a good, you got a good amount in there. And uh, fun fact: uh, I work with a guy that was in uh, Willy's Wonderland with Nick. Oh shit! Oh hell yeah! I fucking work with Anamorphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The the guy that plays um, the the teenage girls like uh, love interest in the in the friend group. Um, they're like they're like good boy or whatever. Uh, he was in it, and I was like, I was like, all right, well, hit me with a, a a cage story, and he was like. Well, I didn't get to film with him too many days. He was like, uh, but one thing that's very surprising about Nick Cage is he's actually very quiet. He's like, he, he talks in a very low voice and like, and like, doesn't like, he's like, he's like, and he like, kind of like, he, he sneaks up on you. He's like, I was just like getting a bagel one day. And he's like, and then just over my shoulder, I hear, Hey, how you doing? I'm Nick Cage. We're going to be working together today. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, perfect i was like that's that's exactly the cage stories i want to hear that's i wonder actually if he awesome. was also in a method at that time because he didn't talk in this movie right that's true so, that's true so maybe he was like in a zone where he was like talking quietly because he was trying to not talk at all you know then that, that's actually that actually might make sense but who knows but i love that movie i think it's a fun one yeah. oh absolutely yeah he's uh he's he's just great we're gonna go through it as 
we go through. But basically, we're going to put Nick Cage in a bunch of movies. Again, it's Devon Taylor back underscore Daddy Disco on the Instagram. Uh, Check him out on Bloody Blunt Cinema Club on any of your podcast streaming places. Um, Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So. Uh, yeah, and you know, Nick Cage pops up in uh in genre films quite a bit, which always makes me very happy. Uh, Nick yeah. Cage just Nick Cage makes me happy in general because mm-hmm. I I forget what we were talking about in the last uh, draft, and it came up talking about like putting Nick Cage in, like in a different role for stuff, and uh, because I because that's the thing with him, whether it's a, a shitty movie, you know, if you insert Nick Cage, he's gonna elevate it that much to at least be watchable. Uh, but then if you have something like in the middle mediocre he kind of can raise it to that next level and then like when you pair him with like the perfect director combo then you get like something like special you know so it's like nick cage he's he's uh great for uh any any genre any like he really can add so much and like he's he is really so much more than just like you know being crazy and and raging like he, he he's an actor that like loves acting like when you listen to him in interviews and stuff like he really loves like the the craft of acting and uh and and it really comes through and like all the stuff he does he's like a stud player whether he's on a bad team or like a really good team so even if he's on a bad team you're still gonna tune in to watch to see what the hell he does you're Mm -hmm. gonna know that the product around might not be all that great however you're gonna see something you haven't seen before so you want to go check him out yeah, it's like uh, you said about Wicker Man, you know, like it got really horrible reviews, but we still got a plenty of fantastic memes out of that movie. Like, it's all Nicolas Cage's <laughs> reactions to, like, the helmet with all the fo- bees or whatever on him. and Which, funny enough, that wasn't actually in the actual cut of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, that scene or whatever, everybody knows because it was in memes and... um like highlight videos everywhere, but like apparently that specific scene wasn't in the actual movie. Yeah, I mean I've seen like the movie. Extra but footage. There's no way that I would remember if that scene was in it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's that's, yeah he's he's amazing. That's the that's the wild card energy he brings, you know. Oh, and yeah. and one thing I also really love about him is like me being an aspiring filmmaker is like he he will give like a lot of like first time directors a shot like if he yeah. just like sees a script that he finds interesting he's like yeah i don't care who you are like i'll do your movie and then yeah. and that like gives me hope to be like if i write something crazy enough i can land nick cage yeah. and and that excites me I, I i just love him that is pretty awesome you could probably get nick like, cage and danny trejo both in your movie That'd be oh yeah, sick. that'd be a bad. They both movie. do it for 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 a thousand bucks and a and a, and a dozen donuts. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, Drew, tell the people where they can find us. That's easy. Just go to jabroniu.com. You can find the draft podcast and other great shows on our network, like Blow and Tell. New episodes hitting every week now. It looks like. Uh, oh, yeah. Um. God, I wish I could remember what the fuck you guys were babbling about at the beginning of this one, but it was fucking insane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, give them a follow. Flow and tell. Uh, of course, why did we ever meet? Follow that because not only do you get why did we ever meet, you get the great ceramic cat on that feed, um, which is really what what the people are tuning in for. That's these right. Days. Nobody cares out, about Wes anymore. No. Nope. Um, 
then we have Biff Radio coming at you every Friday. And now we get into New Jabroni Pro Wrestling with Daniel and Bonesaw as they enter G1 season, which is they become the hardest working men in Jabroni U business because uh, that is a quite the undertaking, especially with four blocks this year, and it's just going to be a lot of watching and, and talking about wrestling. So Godspeed to those two, and that's the Jabroni U Network. Godspeed. <laughs> All right, oh, well. Man. Here we go. This is our order. This is our pick order. You guys ready for this? Oh, yes. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, unfortunately, I have the first pick, and I did not want that in this draft. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Drew, you get second pick. Devon, you get third. And Andy, fourth. Man. And is it one or two steals? You have one Uh, steal. One steal. Okay. Which I find interesting because it's like, are, it, are are the steals going to happen when it's like a movie you didn't think of or it's like, Oh, yeah. I just really like that idea. I'm going to steal your idea. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm intrigued to see I, how I guess either play one, out. Yeah. That is true. Uh, so yeah, I have actually three steals. Uh, James has two. You have one and Drew has zero. There you go. Hey. I don't need it. That's how good I fucking am. You know <laughs> I what? Even need it. <laughs> you know what? Guess what I'm going to do for everybody. I'm going to do this for you today, Drew. What's that? Just today? The best idea that I hear, I will actually use one of my steel cards at some point for the best idea that I hear that so uh, you're is call- the one that I have. Wow. So you're calling it now that you're going to burn one of your steel cards. I'm going to burn one. And one, but I, I like the I, li- I like the the create creative thievery that yeah. that yeah. can happen yeah, here. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It adds oh, a whole new layer to this. Shot. Yeah. Uh, geez, I did not want to go first. I kind of wanted to see where everybody else went. Uh, but I guess I guess duty calls. The so. man's a unicorn, so you can go wherever. Yeah. And, right. and with this, I mean, we literally have truly unlimited options, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is yeah. tough. Like, uh, I, th- I thought I was going to have more options than I have. You want to cast him as Seymour Butts? Go for it. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm sorry, what movie was that? <laughs> That's uh, some sort of adult star. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Uh, Actually, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, but I do know it's a porn star. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Co-ed Ass Eaters 4. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Cage would kill him that. What do you got, James? (laughs) All right. So this movie came out in 1993. So it's prime Nick Cage time, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a comedy, but it's a comedy with, like, a lot of... I feel like a lot of opportunity for Nick Cage to really shine, especially as the comedy... Uh, goes down a darker path like okay. later into the movie. So I'm going to go Nicolas Cage instead of Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Ooh, oh, interesting. Okay, Whoa. man. So I just feel like uh, I went with this number one because I feel like this is the idea that I had the the best where I feel like Nick Cage really can just like get out of his box and like try some stuff. And Harold Ramis yeah. 
Harold Ramis is an improv director. He's going to like, he's going to let him take a few different takes, let him do like a few different things, give his little Nick Cage spin on things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, his his comedy is underrated, I think. Um, especially in seeing his most recent, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I was like, oh my god, I really did forget like how like truly funny he can be. Oh, that's the one where he plays himself, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I need to. I haven't watched it yet. I that spoiler alert for uh, Raven Sheedy. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that is so good. You but saw it? I love this idea. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a. I really can't imagine, like you said, like especially when he gets dark and like, kind yeah. of almost plays like a bipolar character. At some point, like, this yeah, really yeah. All the oh, death scenes oh. and stuff too, like. Yeah, he just walks downstairs. And <laughs> imagine him grabbing that toaster. That's like, right. <laughs> it would feel like more cartoonish, and I think that would like work in the movie's yeah. favor. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Drew. Man. That is a great first pick, though. Yeah, I'm glad right, you're so, off to a banger yeah. to start. So I'm going to go with, uh, um, again, I, I kind of based this, I kind of did what James did, too, of, like, keeping with his age on when this movie was made. Mm-hmm. So like, um, okay. you know, I'm talking, not as old as he is now, but a little older, Nicolas Cage. And I'm going to go with uh, Nicolas Cage as Jack Nicholson's character in The Departed. Ooh. Oh shit! Interesting. Like a, imagine him giving that little speech of the rat, like there's a little <laughs> rat, you know. <laughs> oh, man. like and then him like beat beat. Are you a cop? Are you a cop? Are you still a cop? Oh, <laughs> I, I just think like it would it would add such a fucking bananas twist to to that character that's already yeah kind of lurking behind Jack Nicholson as it is. He would give vampire kiss eyes where, like, he was just trying to make his eyes literally yeah. as big as possible. I could totally see him doing that in this role. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I like I'm it. Like, where I, are we going here? I actually thought about The Departed, but uh, him replacing someone else. Oh, steel potential. Um, which is interesting. So maybe I'll keep that in my back pocket. We'll Cause, see. Yeah, because <laughs> if you stole, you could steal it. And switch the character. Yeah. 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 Since it's the same movie. Yeah, you're stealing the movie, not the not the interesting. Wow. Man, I love it though. Like Yeah. I thought you'd like that pick, Andy. I know you like that. Yeah. Departed is one of my favorite movies, so Yeah. And Nick Cage is uh whatever. I'll just say right here, hot take. He's a top I'll say twenty actor of all time. Wow. I'll agree. I agree. I, I, I think I agree as well. I totally agree. I like that you made it such a big number. Too. I mean, like, I'll set, hot take, hot take. I think it's he's still easily, a hot take. He's in the top, top 1,000 of actors. All right? Not five, not three. You know how many 20. actors there's been in the existence of acting? I mean, I that's do. true. That's true. You know how many graduating picks? I'd, put, I'd give them top 15 for me. Yeah, I should have gone 15 to he's really add some umph, but... Like, I, I just, I don't know why I did 20. It's just what came out <laughs> of the The top 20 or 50 or 75 actors. Wow, these are my top. Man. He's definitely not on the bottom <laughs> no. of actors, all right? No, no. All right, all right. Well, you guys went with uh, two big name ones, and that, and that's like kind of 
my my strategy was like okay like do i go with like shitty movies i want to be better um but a lot of mine were more because i uh, not to sound like pretentious but i don't really watch a lot of like shitty movies like i don't know i just kind of i know my taste very well so it's like (laughs) that was kind of hard so a lot of my picks are like movies that are like good but if you added nick cage they'd go to like great another level yeah yeah yeah. i get it or or even more so so like i picked a movie my first one was a movie that i truly love but i think if you added nick cage it'd be absolutely perfect and that would be nick cage replacing quentin tarantino in from dusk till dawn oh my god i was looking at wow is so this is you know uh 97 i believe so this is a good good time for cage uh doing some stuff and here's the thing from dusk till dawn is almost a perfect movie already like it is a fantastic movie the way that it changes genres halfway through uh the pacing of it uh the 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 tone just everything works on like so many levels Except for Quentin Tarantino, he's not an actor. Uh, we we uh, he is a writer and director. Um, he is not the best actor. Not that he's even bad in the film. Um, it's just the fact that he is, you know, he's the psychopathic brother of the two. Um, but yeah. you still want to. He's not a fun psychopath. He's too creepy. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Tarantino just kind of has one note with him throughout the film, and I just feel like it would work better. Um, to have someone going bigger than Clooney because Clooney's already doing like cool smooth and then right. you know he's being just creepy so it's like I feel like to balance it out imagine Nick Cage playing the psychopathic brother between the Gecko brothers um, all the you know interactions with him and Juliet Lewis um, and then and then Nick Cage gets to turn into a vampire and then we get vampire Nick Cage um, and that showdown between him and Clooney and yeah so I think if you made that tweak to this film, which is, like I said, it's already pretty much near perfect for me. If you add a Nick Cage to this film, I think it just goes uh, masterpiece. I can agree with you on that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that Tarantino doesn't take away, but also doesn't add. And Nick yes. Cage would only add. So that's, exactly. that's fucking awesome. Exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was pretty proud of that one. That's Very good fantastic. pick. All right, Andy. All right. You got tough company here. Um, wait till you guys hear this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. And look, I like the actor who played in this a whole lot. He's he's one of people's goats. However, I would argue not a chance in hell he touches the degree of insanity that Nick Cage would bring to this role. And I'm talking about 2000's Castaway. Oh! Oh! Oh, Oh my God! That's not where I thought you were going. Yeah. Whoa! Imagine Nick Cage on an island, which he already owns his own private island anyway, (laughs) and him talking to Wilson and all of these other inanimate objects, the kind of of place that he could go without anyone holding him back because he's not talking to humans. Yeah, he's on his by his by his lonesome. Yeah. That is would, such a good would, point. Would go to a whole nother level because sometimes the reason why people don't like some of the Nick Cage stuff is because the actors that are around him can't rise to that level. They just can't take themselves out of whatever 
thing that they're in. They can't like unleash. So if he doesn't have any of those boundaries and he's by himself with a bunch mm-hmm. of inanimate objects, like shit's going down. He's unleashing on nature. He's going to need yeah. one of Drew's crispy towels. And I exactly. And I love Tom Hanks, but like, let's be real. Tom Hanks doesn't got the kind of like, like going to that place that Nick Cage does. Oh yeah. It, like I'm trying to think like if Nick Cage's had any films where it's just him, like I don't think he's really gotten to do that. And that is genius. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you, no. <laughs> yeah. Drew went through, I don't know, 60 plus Nick Cage movies. I, uh, yeah. And I probably, I, I think I watched like 80% of his filmography last Holy January, so. shit. Fuck yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 I, I ended up coming out of it like fucking uh, uh, not like uh, Abed on Community, like just like. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that episode where they went full Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a great first pick. Yeah. yeah. Real on. I think we're real, real crushed good. the first round. Like, Man. oh yeah, that's a great first round. Yeah, yeah. All right, Andy, you're we back. Took it all kinds of different places too. Okay. Yeah. This one is this one's interesting because it's not only um a film that his uncle did it's a part that he was born to do so much so that he's finally getting his like big role <laughs> big movie role like that he's deserved for so long uh this upcoming or next year I want to say um when he's uh i'm trying to find the name of the movie i don't know why i I blanked um but he's doing a vampire movie and he should have been renfield yes renfield so he's getting his first like huge one and he grew up like and still does like loving nosferatu all that stuff so he should have been replacing keanu reeves in brahm stroke stoker's dracula okay (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to go Gary Oldman for a second. I was like, oh. No, so, um, because, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Bram Stoker's Dracula then, is it? It's the Dracula no, you, with. No, you, you're talking the right one. Okay. okay. I thought you were going to have him play yeah, Dracula. He, yeah. Keanu just plays the. Uh, he plays the John, who, John, yeah, John Harker. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Well, either way, oh, Gary, like. <laughs> He's going to do that part. Gary Oldman wasn't the problem here. Keanu sure. Reeves was the problem here in this movie. True. As much as I love Keanu. So let him replace Keanu Reeves. Um, you know, and all of a sudden that movie uh, jumps up to another level. But yeah, I'm very excited. Nick Cage is finally getting to do a part that he was uh, born to do. Yeah. Um, he was uh, you know, with Renfield. He was supposed to play Max Shrek in Shadow of the Vampire, Nick Cage. But then when he found out that Willem Dafoe expressed interest, he actually pulled himself out of the running. Because what thought, a good dude. He thought Willem, yeah. Willem Dafoe would do a better job, I guess. Or, he's a, respect. Yeah. respect he's, a, he's that type of dude, though. Like, Because yeah. I think I he could have had a Cage. couple roles Johnny Depp ended up getting. Um, mm, but yeah. Interesting. Like, um. I, I think he would kill it in this. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't dislike Keanu in the role because, I mean, I feel like he at least, I don't know, gets that, like, out-of-fish awkwardness 
Uh, but I totally get it. Everybody shits on his accent in the in the movie and everything else. And yeah, right. Cage with old men uh, playing off of each other. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah. All right. We're back to Daddy Disco. All righty. Let's see. So I got I got a couple that I don't think anybody would pick. So I'll, I'll save those for a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with one uh, to kind of introduce uh, something that uh, comes up later on my list is um, replacing him in a movie that is in a franchise and like what kind of implications oh. Oh, that would okay. have. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I think this might be a hot take, but I want to replace uh, Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. shit. You were um, so close to the thing I was going to do. I know... I know a lot of people cite this is one of their favorite Bruce Willis performances uh, as far as in his later career. Uh, this is, you know, before Bruce Willis, you know, was kind of checked out. Like he was, uh, he gives a good performance in this, um, but there's just something, you know, like he doesn't fit in, even though I know it's like supposed to be comics in the real world, he doesn't seem to fit like the comic book feel of the world. Um, he's almost a little too grounded for the okay. film. And I feel like Cage could give you the groundedness, but he could kind of evolve as the film goes and become more of the comic book character that, like, you know, he that uh, David Dunn is. And then this would have implications for later because it would go on to be a trilogy. And um, I think... Um, I was going to take the other one, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And Bruce Willis in Glass, um, he's, you know, he's there and he's doing it, but not not great. And I feel like you bring cage back for glass would be a completely different thing. Yeah, but yeah. I say I'm going to replace them in unbreakable to start with. So that way he's just there for both of them. Um, so it's kind of a two for there, but, uh, but I will say uh, in unbreakable, uh, cause this was, um, you know, in 2000 cage was kind of like, and at, at this like little in between point in his career, um, where he was like, you know, he still was this big box off the straw, but then this was when people were yeah. kind of starting to take him less seriously. Yeah. And um, I feel like this would have been interesting. Nick Cage in a Shyamalan film uh, sounds great to me. Uh, yeah, so that's also Nick Cage yep. with Samuel L. Jackson. I feel like they are very kindred spirits. Uh, I, I'll tease that um, this might not be the only um, okay. uh, Cage and Jackson matchup uh, okay. because yes, I'd love them to be in more movies together. So um, yeah, yeah, some some and teasing of, for later. Yeah, both of them do a phenomenal job in terms of like we we learned last week actually from our guest that Samuel L. Jackson has his own like hair guy for like movies and stuff like that where he does his own hair. Nick Cage does the same damn thing where he changes like, you know, his hair or like his voice or just body or whatever um, oh, with every movie. He, yeah, Nick Cage, he he did say, yeah, uh, voices is his favorite thing when it comes to acting. And he yeah. does a different voice for like every character. Nick Cage also brings his own wardrobe into certain movies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Nick he goes, no, nah, I got that in my closet. It's all good, guys. <laughs> all right, Drew. All right. Um, it's interesting. I have, a, I have a franchise, too, but I think I'll wait on that. Um, I'm going to go with one. And just because of the, the turn of how this character takes, I, I would like to see I would like to see that switch in this movie, kind of like uh, with Groundhog Day. And I'm gonna go with uh, 
replacing the dad, um, played by what's his name, or Bradley Whitford, in Get Out. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Like okay. seeing that interesting turn, like that would be pretty. Like when he goes full fucking mad scientist at the end, like. Oh my god! I, yeah. I, I really like this idea. So. Oh my god! Him in that party scene, like Nick Cage, saying yes. I would have voted Obama third term. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they would have just been like, "Hey, Nick, just pretend like this is like regular life, man. Just say some. Just say some shit." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love that idea. I love yeah. love this idea. <laughs> that that wow. whole scene where they're like, "What is it? He's like. He's like fucking standing at the fireplace, just giving that weird ass fucking speech. As he's like, "Where the fuck are the keys? Where are the keys?" Like, like, and then he's just standing there calmly. Like, I forget even what the fucking dad he is doesn't... saying, but like, it's so creepy. And like, that would be such a good part for him. He doesn't have as many villainous roles as no. as you would assume. Well, that's an interesting thing. I was reading up on him where like. Even in his villainous roles, he wants that person to have some sort of arc and some goodness that's behind it all. Uh huh. So he will sometimes, like, he literally said no to a role. Um, I forgot what it was where he was supposed to, the character was uh, going to shoot Samuel Jackson in the back. And um, he was like, no, I'm not going to do it because um, he just, in his head, he didn't morally like. Like a sucker shot. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like what the character was doing, so he he said no to the role, which is so wild. Like that, that would be a reason that you would say no to a role. So his perception is that he takes any role, but it's actually he doesn't care as much about the movie. He's more interested in the specific role that he's playing in in that character than necessarily the movie around it. Which is so often why people will be like, uh, he he makes some weird choices. It's because he gets attached to the certain character and then he works around the other stuff. He doesn't give a shit about what the other people are doing as much in some sort of way because it's about that particular character he connects to. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Shit. I'm down on that. All right. We're back to me. Man, I don't I don't know where to go next. All right, here I think I think I do know where to go. All right, and this movie it's sexy. Okay, I will. <laughs> this this movie is already kind of like a really great kind of perfect movie, uh, and I don't. I never even had a thought in my mind to change anything about it. But for whatever reason, while thinking about this, I thought of this movie just because I feel like Nick Cage would lend himself to the role. And uh, I'm going to go with replace Christian Bale with Nick Cage in American Psycho. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) You better have a good explanation for this. (laughs) I just like... Oh, boy. American Psycho, like I said, it's a perfect movie, but uh, just imagine a universe where Nick Cage played that role. and, And that's... The introduction, like, imagine that's the first like, movie you ever see of Nick Cage. Like, it's not far off from him doing the fucking what's it's the vampire vampires ambulance. kisses and vampires kisses already like almost American Psycho, but can't is, be. You're right, you're what's, right. what's the ambulance movie? 
bringing out the dead. Yes, like it's not far from that. So like, I yeah, I mean, which is like, interesting because he got ripped line, for so. it, and um, Bale like got lauded as like this was, you well, know, I mean, so which which it was it yeah. was, but. but I agree, though that I I, I kind of like this. This though. would be like, his. Hmm. It would be it's like a fantastic, but like I mean, it's like you said, it's great as it is. Yeah, but man, like I, it's one of those things. Like yeah, I'd pay money to see that. I mean, it, it just and this is one I I, I can't get on board with. Like <laughs> it, like so much of Patrick Bateman as a character is what Bale did with that performance, and like Bale fought yeah. so hard for that role. And I agree. Like, I agree. And and in Nick Cage. Um, I, I, not that he's not a handsome guy, he's not as suave and charming as as Bale, because you still have to have that, like, he is still, like, this, like, very good-looking guy, and you would think he would be a charmer, but he's not, because he's a psychopath, so it's like, I don't know, I don't know. I think Nick Cage could pull it off, I mean... Uh... I, I can, I'm actually hearing him in my head saying the whole, like, <laughs> this is on, you know, on bone, like, describing the <laughs> Yeah, cards. exactly. Yeah. I can picture well, him saying everything that Bale says in the movie. And, you know... Uh, it's duct tape for taping tape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually did an episode on my podcast of doing American Psycho and Vampires Kiss Together. And I was like, these are basically the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's just, a lot of truth. Maybe that's yeah. why like, I, But they are yeah. so similar. I never realized it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Now you're given uh, Cage, who kind of brought that into the fold with, with Vampires Kiss. Sure. You're giving him a much better script. Right, so yeah. you're giving him a way better you're giving movie, him redemption, and then letting him do that. So, yeah. while I don't think this movie should be touched, it is also interesting because I do think Nick Cage would put a different spin on it. That, like, do you? Let me ask both you. Both versions would be amazing. Let me ask you this: Do you think that Christian Bale watched Vampires Kiss before he made? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd assume so. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. yeah uh, so, fun fact about American Psycho, because it's like debatably my all-time favorite film, uh, is well, he based his uh, yeah. he, he based his performance off of uh, an interview that he saw Tom Cruise give on an episode of Letterman, uh, where he said like Tom Cruise, like even though he had this like bright smile, he had this like darkness, like bleakness behind his eyes. And that was like a big uh, thing of it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, wow. he watched Vampire's Kiss uh, before that. Yeah. So yeah, maybe a little bit of Nick Cage influence on that role, anyway. So oh yeah, I, I completely understand if it's one of your favorite movies ever, where you would be like, "Get that shit out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm an open-minded person. Don't get me wrong, but I, this is one I was like, "Oh." Uh, <laughs> and don't don't get me wrong though. Like I love the movie, uh, and I I've never had a thought to change anything. Like I said, but I it's just... interesting. Nobody has picked a shitty movie yet. Yeah, I got and I got some. I got some that other people would say are shitty. Maybe I don't think <laughs> I have any shitty ones, but I have I don't a couple think that other people yet. might say are shitty. All right. Uh, well, here we go. I'm I'm back up. So back to back, back to back. All right. What if? No, I'm not going to go there yet. How about this? I'm going to go to my franchise. So this could this could be uh this could also be another situation where you guys don't agree with this idea. But here we go. 
So this movie came out in 1993, and it wowed audiences. Uh, special effects that people had never seen before, right? Oh, and there was a wow. There was one very eccentric, char- uh, one very eccentric character uh, amongst the group that yeah. Nick Cage would have been a champion at this role. And I'm going. See, the, the thing about chaos theory is Jurassic Park, Doctor <laughs> Ian Malcolm. Jeff Goldblum for Nick Cage. Uh, and again, replacing him in like four more movies. Yeah. I, I could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could get down on that one. Yeah. Cause it, I like that. I, even I, though I love Goldblum I, and what he brings to that. But, I know. I do too. So, even, I mean, this, even this last one, he just did. His energy was awesome. Like It was fantastic. Know, something special about Goldblum's energy in park. But Cage as a chaos theorist, I mean, I don't know, that just makes <laughs> that just writes That's itself. Just, <laughs> he was born for this role. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it changes the whole movie, too. Like, uh, really, I don't know, like... I also love the idea of him talking to a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't get that out of my head right now. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage is a fan of dinosaurs. Um, he uh, is known to be a big spender. Uh, he likes to buy very random things, and he did buy a dinosaur egg at one point. Heck yeah. He bought a dinosaur head, too, for 150 grand. Yeah. A T-Rex and head, And then yeah. what's crazy is he found out that it was it was stolen from whatever government had it. And he gave it to them, and basically he's like, "I never got the hundred fifty thousand dollars back." <laughs> Good guy, Cage strikes he's, again. Dude, he's yeah. the man. He's the man. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> All right, Drew. Also, bad spender. Bad spender. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know what, James? You just hit us with a franchise, so let me go with my franchise now. This is going to be an interesting one. Oh, boy. Because, I mean, you'll know right away why. But, you know, I think he needs, I think, uh, I think this uh, this person should probably be replaced at this point. I don't know. People have their thoughts. Um, and Cage needs a buddy cop movie, you know? <laughs> so, uh, give me bad boys. Mike Lowry. Oh god! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> what? But you said needing replacement. I thought you were replacing Mel Gibson. You were with Will. I know. Me oh. too. I thought you were going Lethal Weapon. Fucking uh, <laughs> Will Smith. Mike imagine, Lowry. imagine the date coming to pick up the daughter. And <laughs> oh, in Bad Boys Two. Door in Bad Boys Two. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking more of him running shirtless, but you know. Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> or shirt open, I should say. Nick Cage uh, has worked with. Yeah, that's, wow. that's interesting. That's, I forgot. I forgot about that scene in two where he drops the end bomb like ten times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this would be Cage and Smith together. No. Uh, or, oh Cage no, you're Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence uh, together. Oh, I thought I thought Lowry was okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got so many bitches call me Mike Lowry. He wouldn't okay. say that about Martin Lawrence. <laughs> okay, then that, now I feel better then. Because I yeah. replacing Will Smith, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. That is that is just wild. 
just imagine that that opening scene with the fucking limited edition like that whole well he's into the cars big time he always has to have Mm -hmm. no matter how shitty of a movie he has to have like the dopest car ever pick pick up your pick up your french fries well (laughs) (laughs) plus didn't uh nick cage worked with tia leone in uh family man so oh yeah connection to her look at that Hell yeah. And go. to be clear, this is Nick Cage as Nick Cage fully white. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. yeah. Just making I mean, sure people there, don't mistake it. There there's no soul man. Rewrites. There's no uh, yeah. soul man shit. No trading no. places. Dan Aykroyd. No. None of that shit going on. Uh, nope. It, it, would, it would change the opening of Bad Boys 2 because like the part of the hilariousness is, you know, two black guys breaking up the KKK rally, but yeah. still having Nick Cage there would also still be funny, though, like yeah. him breaking up yeah. the K rally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like to think that we know about the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence movies, and then we also get <laughs> Nick this Cage, Martin like, Lawrence. Uh, uh, okay, wow. okay. <laughs> Wow. I just thought that would be that would be interesting, you know. We've had some crazy picks over the last few. Oh well mine is probably uh, a movie nobody uh thinks about because I actually kinda have a theme going, so I I apparently do too because this is uh gonna be my second uh film featuring Samuel L. Jackson. I realize I have a bunch on my list where uh I guess I just really need more Cage and Jackson together. Yeah, Um, I do too. But uh, this is a movie that was intended to be a franchise, or at least I would assume it was, and then um, it uh, didn't do too well at the box office, and I never get why people dislike this movie, because I think it's uh, it's fun, it's original, um, it was like a kind of an alternative uh, to superhero movies, but still being a comic book movie in a sense. Um, so I would have um, Nick Cage replace Hayden Christensen in Jumper. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, Jumper is one of my favorite movies. I love it. Uh, I think it's really fun. I think they do a fun uh, world building with the way that it works, with these people hunting down, these people I can teleport. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be... Um, and Nick Cage at this point was definitely older than Hayden Christensen, but I don't think that would really matter. I think it'd be totally fine with Nick Cage at whatever age he was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I think Hayden Christian just wasn't... Um, a charismatic enough lead to for people to want to watch his character go on more adventures and his character kind of comes off very smug he's uh, a little too pretty yeah and he's a little too pretty and uh and he kind of just yeah it kind of comes off a little too smug throughout the film and yeah. um but i think if you throw cage in there um to i think this would have started a franchise with uh more sequels he kind of did a film around the same time uh called next where he was a guy that could see like five minutes into the future or something oh yeah and, I remember uh, that. and it came out around the same time and they kind of have a similar feel to them and uh i think that'd be fun nick cage teleporting around battling uh white-haired samuel jackson uh who's drum i think that would be fun i think his uh scenes with jamie bell would be really fun uh jamie bell has i mean that's also a thing i think if jamie bell was just the lead of jumper they probably just should just swap those two roles but um but yeah so uh, i would uh, replace hank christian with nick cage and jumper and see if uh, the jumper franchise would uh actually get off the ground who knows that's awesome that's because i love that movie too it's, a, it's cool, you know? Yeah. It's got this world building and stuff, and I'm just like, why did people not want more of this? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, right. that's one of those movies that's kind of more of a sleeper, and like, 
I feel like there's a bigger audience than what people would think. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. they tried to bring that back now, maybe it would get a a, a nice. I don't know. <laughs> They tried as a YouTube series, like as a YouTube Red series, and of course nobody fucking has YouTube Red, so oh, like yeah. nobody saw it. But they they tried to <laughs> oh, like geez. do like a, it was like a it would have been a spinoff because they're based off of books, right? Um, so like there's source material already there and stuff. So yeah, weird. Yeah. Shit. All right, Andy. Yes, you're back. All right, I think everybody's gonna get on board with this one. Okay, and this is. Also, a franchise of sorts that they could go so many different directions with. Um, it it didn't work, this movie. However, um, the girl worked so well that they spun off her own thing and did a banging job of a movie that ended up, you know, uh, getting people buying egg sandwiches everywhere. Mm. Uh. So I'm talking about taking... Nicholas Cage and replacing him, replacing Jared Leto with him as Joker. In Suicide Squad. In Suicide oh. Squad. Okay. Yeah. Imagine the energy between Margot Robbie and Nicholas Cage. Like, you don't care what else is going on in the movie at that point. You're just dialed in on seeing what Nick Cage would do, you know, with Joker and where he would take it and he would this is a case where i truly believe replacing nick cage all of a sudden makes suicide squad like an amazing movie and people being like wanting more and all of a sudden we get more of it instead of just the spinoff with her you know well who's gonna replace yeah. will smith though i also <laughs> you know, like you don't need to worry about that I, when you're bringing in nick cage i also I think like, like all this will smith I, slander going on i also think the uh <laughs> <laughs> the the idea like of like an older Joker to the younger Harley Race would be better too. Like I yeah, he'd like be like a he'd be like a crazed sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like yeah. a better Imagine dynamic. That. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly don't I feel hate like there it. is a lot of hero worship there, and like mm-hmm. you know, so like that needs to be part of the character. And like if yeah. he's well established, like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, hmm. I like yeah, that. And it's- I I don't hate Leto's Joker. Uh, I'm in the minority there, but it's but, a, um, like I don't hate it as much as other people do. But I think it would be a. I think that that take, like you said, with like an older established Joker, does like a, actually add like an interesting uh, element to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it would all of a sudden make the movie feel less less box officey and a little bit more like you know indie and rugged. Just by putting Nick Cage in it. Yeah, I hope Hollywood is listening to this podcast because my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're we're giving gold here. <laughs> ready to get weird? That's right. Let's you guys let's, ready let's to get, get super weird. weird? Always. All right. So this would not only <laughs> this would not only hit the movies, but this would hit the TV screen because I'm oh, having shit. to replace this character. Imagine Nick Cage in 1985 cult classic Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh my Holy god, he's Pee Wee. 
Let's go. Whoa. That might be the actual spiciest take of the the episode (laughs) so far. Whoa. Uh, Nick Cage putting that dark spin on Pee Wee would be one of the greatest things we've ever seen in our lives. uh, It's funny, too, because, like, Pee-wee is played by Pee-wee. Like, Paul Rubens is a is a person, but no, yeah. most people don't know that. Yeah. Most people know <laughs> Pee-wee as Pee-wee, so, like, now all of a sudden Nick Cage is Pee-wee. Like, yeah. even, even the Playhouse has Nick Cage. Like, uh, Yeah, this, this no longer is it PG films. Imagine a rated R Pee-wee's Big Adventure with Nick Cage. Do you think this would, like, change the trajectory of his, like, career? Like, what if, like, I mean, Pee-wee, like, you know, was a pretty big, like, you know, cultural staple for a minute. But then, like, obviously, once he fell out of favor, it, like, went away. But, like, you know, imagine if Nick Cage, like, played Pee-wee Herman for 30 years, you know, like, (laughs) what would that be like? Yeah, I know. I feel like, like, all these movies that we love from Nick Cage are erased. If if this is like the trajectory, like Andy possibly, just, yeah. Andy Why just, can't he just do both? It's it's me without my bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I, I mean, love that. You said let's get weird, and you got really weird. <laughs> hey, look, if if we're if I'm just saying, like, is a is a Pee Wee's Big Adventure with Nick Cage? better for you than uh, a peewee's big adventure with paul rubens uh i don't know if it's better but it's an interesting idea <laughs> you know and it's funny tim burton and uh nick cage tried to do a superman movie together that got correct that got shut that's, down. that's so also they, where i was going yeah. with it is uh is that spin on it so mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah and he was supposed to fight a giant spider <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Smith. I'd Shout like to, to. I'd like to. Wild Wild West. <laughs> I love Wild Wild West. Uh, Nick Cage for Will Smith and Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> all my all my picks are. Uh, all right, all right, Devon. Oh, it's me. It back. is back to me. Right. Okay, so this is pick four. Um, Because now I'm like, well, what options do I really want to go with? Okay, so um, we're going back into uh, into franchise territory. And uh, I am a horror guy. Um, and so I got to go, I mean, From Dust Till Dawn was a horror pick, but also this is more full, full horror. And uh, this shakes up a franchise in an interesting way um, is I want uh, Nick Cage to replace Costas Mandalore as Detective Hoffman in uh, Saw 3. Um, and he would go on to be in Saw entries wow. three through okay. six, I believe. Um, he is uh, portrayed as a protagonist in the third one, but then he is a dirty detective that becomes a disciple of Jigsaw and is a uh, villain for pretty much four, five, and six. And, um, and it, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Saw franchise because it's like this gory soap opera. Because, yeah. um, like, n- there's not only all the traps and all this stuff, but there is this very convoluted story between these, uh, you know, nine films at this point uh, with all this, you know, background and lore and stuff. And yeah. um, the, people people really like the first three entries, the first, like, trilogy of Saw, and then people kind of check out. 
um, with like four through seven. And I think if you bring in Cage to be uh, the antagonist for these and be a, uh, a, a disciple of Jigsaw, I think uh, that'd be very fun. Um, as a dirty detective who is also like killing people, um, I feel like that'd be, and, and it might even play into, uh, you know, with Nick Cage, like, cause not that this character uh, is a moral character, but he does, you know, the, the people that follow Jigsaw do have this like, you know, warped sense of justice. Right, um, and right. maybe, you know, him buying into that would like kind of lend it, but I mean, it would be fun. Nick Cage, uh, Cajun out and saw movies. Yeah. Uh, that would be, that would be so fun. Um, Hoffman, the, the guy that plays Hoffman is, uh, always kind of, I'm just like, ah, like, I, I really wish you were giving me so much more. Like, <laughs> right. um, so I, I think that would be, uh, he would match the tone and intensity of the franchise. And, uh, yeah, I think this would, and, and people would, uh, tune into those films a little bit more. Hell yeah. I, what I like about this is it gives me some feel of my favorite cage movie, eight millimeter. Yeah. It's like yeah. kind of, you know, kind of turned up. And then with a slightly different spin on it, but I could see the dark mm-hmm. darkness of the eight millimeter goes into the saw before it starts ramping up and ramping up. And yeah, I love this. I, yeah, I, I like this a lot too, because I do like that. I feel like it definitely would get like reinvigorate the franchise. If all yeah. of a sudden Nick Cage showed up in the third movie and like, yeah, yeah that that's, that'd be awesome. I love that idea. Hollywood, yeah. you listening? Yeah, it's like when Chris Rock showed up in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, wait, what's up? Wait, uh, he'll he'll be back in the fifth one that I'm sure they'll do at some point. <laughs> All right, All right. Drew. Um, Andy. Yes, you know, he got a little super weird. Um, and I feel like I don't know. I think this one will give away my strategy, but uh, we'll we'll see. But since you went super weird, I'm going to go because I think this guy can do it all, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he can play like, yeah, I mean, obviously, we we said we're we're not putting him in blackface or anything like that. Like, but like, this guy can pull off fucking anything. In fact, this guy can pull off playing like a 16-year-old kid. So give me super bad McLovin. What? Oh my god! <laughs> what he oh, plays man. a child? Yes. <laughs> I mean that would no, be a whole forty-year-old R&B singer, Irish R&B singer. You know, <laughs> yeah. That would be a hilarious visual gag just for a whole movie. Just this like forty-year-old man playing playing a teenager trying to pass as an adult. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah. You're fucking with my favorite movie of all time, Drew. <laughs> Pretending yeah, as though. I am, aren't I? <laughs> you sure the fuck I, are. I like the you idea. What? I'll take it. I like Kind of like The Departed and Get Out and uh, Bad Boys. I love the idea oh, God. of 40-year-old Nick Cage like pretending that he needs to get a fake ID. Like, he's out there like, worrying about fake ID. I see what you're doing, Drew. Uh, oh, my goodness. I was like, wait, why does he keep taking me? Oh, God. That's diabolical. I think I know what the fifth pick is. Uh, Son of a bitch. I don't know. Like, this fifth pick is going to be really good. It's going to be fucking great. Oh, God. And it's, uh, it's you gonna... do it. Wow. Uh, 
Wow. Andy figured out the theme finally. Oh my god. Wow. I'm just saying, like, he may <laughs> Nick Cage walking down the hallway. It's ten thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> just walked off. Oh man, Nick Cage getting punched in the gas station. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, that would be that would be pretty hilarious. Oh my god, the Rogan hater Ro- and the uh, stays exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. I bet you the voice that he would come up with would be Christopher Vince Plassey's voice. Like, <laughs> that's the voice he comes up with, anyways. It would just be the voice from Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, it's back to me, man. You guys have taken some great stuff, but uh, I still got some great stuff, too. And I think that this movie, uh, you know, the guy that did it did a great job, but it was more shock value, to be honest with you, in my opinion, because it was like the idea that this guy was playing this character was really what got people excited about it. When all honesty, there was already a guy out there that could have played this character to a T. All right. So uh, when you got to respect the cock and tame the cunt, you need you, <laughs> you need Nick Cage and Tom Cruise role in Magnolia. Oh, oh man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> that changes things. I haven't I haven't seen Magnolia. I've been I've been catching up on a lot of Tom Cruise movies lately, actually. Okay. But I have not gotten to Magnolia yet, so I cannot weigh in. But I hear that's like one of Tom Cruise's best. Oh, yeah. it's a great movie, but uh, to me, in my opinion, uh, he plays like this motivational speaker guy in the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, his his whole attitude and idea is that he's like he's just super over the top and says crazy things that you did you've never heard tom cruise say before so in my opinion as an audience member you're really more shocked that tom cruise is doing this than the it's almost like and i hate to say it this might be a hot take but tom cruise and tropic thunder it's would that be as funny if it wasn't tom cruise doing it you know what i mean it's just because it's just so out of his box that it Mm -hmm. makes it good you know what i mean Whereas if okay. Nick if Nick Cage played this character, he would bring that crazy energy to this crazy guy. I like, like Nick instantly. Cage with PTA too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. I like, would, would yeah, I like that. Direct a lot. the shit out of him for um, sure. I'm a PTA guy, so yeah. So there it is. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Frogs are falling from the sky right now, guys. Because I just picked that. Man, I love this alternate universe we're creating. <laughs> I know, I know. My head's going so many different places right now. Oh, well, why don't we go to this place? There's a raven. Oh, there's a sheeting. Draft on it, you know. If it's And Devon is fucking lucky because 
he gets to be here as we unveil to the world our brand new merchandise item the draft crispy towel (laughs) perfect for your gym bag your golf bag under your bed um, the print whatever, is looking real nice, guys. Whatever you guys need to wipe up, this towel is for you, all right? Jizz bag. Exactly. Yeah. So just you can put it over your shoulder like that and just walk around with it and be like, damn, you listen to that show too? Devon, you got a new friend. You Devon, know what I mean? Yeah. Devon, just so you know, like uh, before we even get shirts or bumper stickers or anything, these guys' <laughs> first thought was jizz towel. That's how we're going to promote the draft podcast. Hey, I mean, you want to talk relatability? I mean, yeah. that's 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 where you go. Um, yeah, Every, send, send me one of those. I'll wipe my ball sweat on it. Hell yeah! Uh, you're, talking about it. hey, it's on the way. It's for the for those interested in purchasing it, just reach out to us through uh, you know any of our ways. You can DM us, and we will get you some payment information. Between the three of us, one of us accepts. Almost everything, whether it be Apple Pay, Venmo, PayPal. I don't know. Andy's always up on these fancy ones that these the kids are using, you know. <laughs> He's always like, hey, download this other app so I can send you money. All right. Yeah. Venmo. But, uh, yeah. There so, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're $12. Um, a towel. Because I got it. We also got to cover shipping. But if in person, if you see us in person. It's only $10, all right? Oh, so tight. Yeah. Okay. Tight, tight. But everybody needs a good jizz rag, you know? Yeah. Uh, which brings us to our sheety for the week. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, uncle. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You wow. overshadowed what Andy's. What a fucking transition. <laughs> you overshadowed Andy's dead uncle with the draft pod jizz towel. <laughs> Everybody needs to do- Speaking of which. <laughs> uh, uh, no, hard, hardest, uh, <laughs> hardest working dude in the game. Uh, uh, man had a restaurant for a long time. Uh, passed away Saturday, but uh, all is good. Um, you know, it's part of life. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought that was the perfect transition for, <laughs> for that. Um so yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that the clip. <laughs> no, uh, 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 rest in peace, song. But uh, yeah, um, Raven, uh, Devon mentioned it earlier. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Holy shit! My favorite buddy movies of the year are the two most unlikely. It's RRR and the unbearable weight of massive <laughs> talent. Like it's. It's an unlikely buddy comedy um, that you wouldn't expect. It's it's Nick Cage playing Nick playing the version of Nick Cage that people think that he is from his memes, <laughs> not the actual person who Nick Cage is. Yeah, but he's playing who people think that he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also he has Nicky Cage, so he does another role, um, and. It's it's like kind of the evil side or whatever, um, and he's playing that and um, yeah he he goes over to um, <laughs> this uh, home for a million dollars because he's you know down down on his money he needs money um, 
And uh, yeah, it turns into an unlikely, very cool buddy comedy with uh, Pedro Pascal, who is actually a super fan of Nick Cage in real life. So that makes it even cooler. Um, and it is just so fun. Is he, the, is, Mandal- is he the Mandalorian guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, that, that, it is a good time. And I love it. So unlikely, you know, like, and like, it's really when you movie idea out loud, it's like, okay, it sounds like it's going to be like stupid. And the fact that it just works as well as it does. Uh, there was like another iteration of the idea that it was going to be like Nick Cage, like trying to like force his way into a Quentin Tarantino movie or something. I don't oh, know. Interesting. Uh, I remember that was like one idea I had heard, like when they like were talking about the movie, like years ago when it was like kind of announced. Yeah, but, uh, Nick Cage yeah. wanted someone else to play Nick Cage, and they didn't want that to happen. They wanted the actual Nick Cage. But the interesting thing is, I think this only works with a couple people in Hollywood and turns out well. Um, yeah, and he's like one of them. Nick Cage, yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yep. Uh, maybe Sam Jackson, who we've mentioned. So there's very few people that can pull Doogie off Hauser, he pulled off here, and it feels like I don't know. It doesn't feel like a self gloss at all. I feel like it could only be him or Keanu in this movie, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's it, fair. It, like Keanu would work perfectly as well, but like Cage's, yeah. it's yeah. the perfect one. And especially because they're both like, like meme Hall of Famers. <laughs> you know, there's. Yeah. I don't think there's any two Hollywood stars that are more meme Hall of Fame worthy than Cage and Keanu. Like, when we start up the Meme Hall of Fame, this is first ballot. This is first person <laughs> that you bring in. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. But, yeah. I'm excited Fantastic to see that. Movie. Definitely yeah. check it out. Also, Ike Barinholtz, uh, Tiffany Haddish. That, that, that part's a little weird. The best part's definitely Pedro Pascal, though, and, and Nick Cage together. That's easily the best part, those two together. Oh yeah, the 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 scene where they're just like they're like running away from like the house, or they're like dri- they're like driving away from the house, but then they like notice each other's shoes, and then they're like neither one of them likes their own shoes, so they trade. They <laughs> it's just so wholesome, <laughs> like it's so. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> and then like they have to run, and Nick Cage is like, "Well, I'm in these shoes. So you, should <laughs> yeah. probably, you should probably go first. And he's like, he's like, "Will you switch shoes with me?" So. I've seen you run before. You're faster. You should. Yeah. Yeah. It's so (laughs) hilarious. Oh my God. Uh, This is, this is what I'm hoping. um, Cause Nick Cage mentioned this of like, for whatever reason, Hollywood stopped casting him in comedies and he doesn't understand why. And this dude has some comedic chops and it needs to be explored upon even more. I'm hoping with this big budget he did. And then with this one as well, we start to see some Nick Cage kind of getting to have some fun and do some comedies. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. Him as an incompetent spy is just hilarious. It was comedy gold. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh yeah. I um got I, I got um stand up special. Um Okay. Free on YouTube. It's Kyle Kinane's new uh, special it's called trampoline in a ditch it's, i don't know it's really i i love kyle canane it's like 
I feel like he's the embodiment of everybody I grew up with when I was younger, and it's just pretty fantastic. So, yeah, I love him. So he has nice, a pretty nice, on YouTube. Nice, That's nice. Midwest boy. <laughs> he has one of my top tweets of all time, and it was oh, yeah? uh, he goes. Uh, the tweet was, "I just flicked a booger at the trash can because this hotel room is so nice. I didn't want to just flick it anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I like it's always bad like reselling jokes but he uh, like he one of the first things he says is something about like uh him not you know things not looking good for him like he's like mainly because I'm a 42 year old named Kyle he's like how many old Kyles do you know he's like I'm already <laughs> borrowed time it's like no <laughs> nobody's going over to grandpa Kyle's house for Christmas <laughs> this year <laughs> uh... <laughs> so oh good. man, that's so fair. But that's all. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's it's worth it's worth it's worth a, a check out. So I've definitely never known a Grandpa Kyle. So that is <laughs> exactly so true. Definitely putting that on my list. I feel like comedy specials have kind of been lacking lately, yeah. and so yeah, need need some more good comedy specials. Oh yeah. I the only thing I have uh and it's pretty freaking lame but I've I've just started watching Beverly Hills 90210 for the I for I I realize it's not the first time I've seen the show but I what? don't remember the show at all the original okay. the 90s one right Yeah the original and okay. uh uh there's a lot of like the episode that just happened was uh it was about a black basketball players coming to the school and they weren't in district or whatever. And it, it became a thing. And you find out that Brandon Walsh is a really good guy. Brandon Walsh is like, he's like the glue in that whole show. But Steve Saunders. <laughs> It'd be interesting if he took the opposite stance. You know, Steve Saunders did take the opposite stance. Get him out of here. Dude, yeah. in, that, in that episode, Steve is like this, like this, like silent racist guy the whole fucking really? time. And it was like, I was like, oh my god, Steve was that fucking blatantly racist? Like, and I, like it's a real, it's really Early fucked 90s, up. Early 90s, weird time. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fucked up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the show's interesting. I don't know. I think it was, I think it took place because, like, the show started when I was eight years old. And I swear to god, I remember these first episodes from when I was a kid, so, like, my, I don't know what my parents were doing that I was watching Beverly Hills 90210 well, when I was No, eight. here's what happened, because the same thing happened to me. Beverly Hills 90210 was my sick day watching show. Okay. Because they would play that shit back to back to back to back. Oh, like, four-hour blocks in a row. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, I watched so much Beverly... Beverly... I almost said Beverly Hills Cop 90210. <laughs> which, that would be a way different thing. Um, but I watched so much of it just from, like... Six days. He's their resource officer, Axel Foley. Yeah. <laughs> Just harassing them. That's the hey, one. what do you got in that bag, kid? Banana <laughs> soup, trick. That's our next draft. We mesh a movie and a TV show together. <laughs> oh, <yes>. oh. <laughs> but it has to be Ooh. that. It has to be some sort of like before and after kind of thing. Where okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like oh that. man. Okay, fun. okay. You know, I think we talked about that with doing that with movies before. Where Mashing like we team. we pair up two movies like that, we have to like tell a cohesive story with the two, but like just going off the titles. That's a fun. Yeah, idea. I like yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, That'd be man. tough. That'd be fun though. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm rolling through nine or two. I know. We'll see. I don't know how long this is going to last, but uh, you know, it's more like a nostalgia trip right now, and yeah. until it gets old, a bunch of late twenties playing thirty-year-old TV show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, my Raven is um, related to um, the topic for today, Nick Cage. Um, a one of my favorite podcasts is a um, there's there's numerous Nick Cage podcasts, but. Uh, one in particular, uh, the Caged In podcast. Um, uh, I believe of any of the Nick Cage ones, he's one of the few that is completely up to date. He has covered every single Nick Cage film oh, sure. uh, in wow. his filmography, um, and like he's he, he did it. I'm pretty sure mainly in chronolo- chronological order, and um, yeah, tackled. He's ta- like well over 200 films. Um, quite a bit of them. Um, it's really fun. He's gotten to uh, talk to a lot of the writers and directors of some of like the smaller films, you know, which is really yeah. fun. Um, so he's gotten to do that. Uh, I did an episode on um, this one called uh, Kill Chain that came out in 2019. That um, I think it was like an Amazon movie, and uh, it's like an anthology style, and it's really fun. Mm. So uh, definitely check that out. And uh, right. like since he's up to date on Nick Cage's films. Um, he's also now he's extended to doing all, uh, Coppola family, uh, related oh. films. Uh, so okay. he's doing the whole Coppola family tree now. So that's, uh, uh, that is large. Wow. That's uh, big. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that even like, gets to like Schwartzman. Yeah. I was going to say Schwartzman and everything. It's yeah. quite an, it's quite an undertaking and, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's doing it. Uh, he did get to talk to the writers of, uh, unbearable way to massive talent. Um, oh really? Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, checked out uh, Caged In podcast uh, hosted by my boy Petros. He's a he's a real fun dude. So yeah, go uh, check that out. I'm That's down with that. Hell yeah! I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that with like I, I've wanted to do like another podcast where I like either go through like someone's entire filmography or like yeah. you know something like that. Whether it be like an actor, or director, I've always wanted to do something like that. Yeah. Hey man, That's any awesome. fan of Nick Cage is a fan of mine. Or what? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody who likes Nick Cage also likes Andy. Andy, Lander. we do love you, man. You're you're the best. <laughs> That's not uh, what I meant. Can't wait to do the <laughs> switch. Switch the movie out with Andy. <laughs> switch uh, the Nick Cage movie with Andy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. it has to be. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, this that might be been... coming this September. <laughs> oh, birthday draft. <laughs> It's back to me, uh, and I think I know what I'm going to do here. So I'm going to take – I'm actually going to make this movie better in the sense that uh, this guy has been canceled, and this is a this is a oh, great – Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Wow. This is a great movie, and – Yeah, mo- that's what I did earlier. Yeah, that's <laughs> – <laughs> Replacing Will Smith once again. Uh, this is a great movie, award-winning movie. I think it won Best Picture of the Year, uh, 1999. Uh, and I'm going to go with Nick Cage in Kevin Spacey's role in American Beauty. 
I have I, had I have a Kevin Spacey too. movie too. Oh, oh shit. Man. Yeah. I had that specific one in my head. Oh yeah. I uh I I mean it's kind of a subdued role, but Nick Cage is good at that. I mean, a, check out Weatherman if you don't believe me. Uh but like I feel like he could bring a lot to this and he could he, I feel like he could bring just as much as Kevin Spacey brought to it without uh any of the bullshit. <laughs> you know? So there you go. I mean, it is interesting cuz Spacey was looking at an underage girl and you know, yeah, got to flip it a little bit from what he was actually yeah. 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 My uh my my podcast co-host uh gave me a few options. I was like, "Hey, if you could replace Nick Cage in, in a movie." And uh, he picked a, a Kevin Spacey film as well. Okay. Um a different one though. Okay. Different one. okay. All right. Wonder if it's uh the one that Andy's thinking of. Oh yeah. Well, I, Man, I mean I love it though. I, American Beauty's yeah. an amazing movie. That's a, it really is. It is. Yeah. So damn good. Just the camera work alone to me, like some of the best shots in a movie yeah, I've ever that, like when they film that bag. Yeah, I was about exactly. to say I'm going to replace yeah. the bag with Nick Cage. <laughs> I, Honestly, I, when I, 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 I think we talked about it like before, like this is and when we did quote like like how can I be mad when there's so much beauty in the world? Like that that line is still like that fucking resonates with me to this day. Like yeah. Yep, that's why I think about Nick Cage floating. Yeah. It, it would be really good because on my last rewatch, I really uh, focus in on uh, Wes Bentley. He's really fucking good in that movie. Oh. And uh, but yeah, so like maybe uh, having Wes Bentley and Nick Cage playing off of each other that would have been that yeah. would have been cool. Hold on, let me see the age of how old she was before I can say what I was focusing on. Remember in uh, remember in not uh, she was eighteen, bro. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> Remember when in not another teen movie when uh, Chris Evans punches <laughs> yeah. the bag? <laughs> uh, replace, it's not the pick, but replacing Nick Cage and he has the whipped cream bikini. <laughs> <laughs> You're to Allie Larder and uh, what the what's that football movie? Varsity Blues. Yeah. Oh uh, man! All right, All right Drew. Well, you know, you can kind of change my mind here, James. I think I'm just going to – let's see if we can do it. I don't know if these guys want to play along, but I'll make it the <laughs> Kevin Spacey round. Um, I'm going to go Baby Driver. Oh! oh. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's actually yeah. – that's incredible. That is perfect. Love that. Yeah, like him as the crime boss. Yeah. He would have. He would have killed that. Yeah, Nick Cage would have like killed John that. Ham and uh, Jamie Foxx, all those. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. conniving mastermind behind the heist. And, like, yeah. I, I was looking because uh, a strategy I did was I would, like, if there was a certain director I wanted him to work with, I'd, like, look at their movies and be like, where could he fit in? And I was mm-hmm. looking at Edgar Wright's movies. I was trying to think of one, and that's exactly the one that came to mind. Okay. Hell, yeah. Man. And yeah, I, that's I, a solid pick right there. And I, I, I thought I remember when this came out that this fits in Andy's criteria of some of his favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I love this movie. I almost like that better than my last pick, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, see, yeah, I committed to doing a steal, so I can't even. Well, actually, oh, I yeah. Can, yeah, I can take and then steal later, so that's I'm true. okay. That's true. All right. Uh, Devon, you're up, man. 
All right. Um, so as I was saying, there were um, certain things I was like, I was like, who's a director I really want Nick Cage to work with who he hasn't. And um, uh, who came to mind is uh, Quentin Tarantino. I was like, like Cage and Tarantino film. Um, I need, I need that. And uh, so I was trying to see where it was, and it's tough because Tarantino casts his films very well. Like yeah, almost and, uh, all films, like everyone is casted absolutely perfect. Unless he casts himself. <laughs> unless he casts himself. Um, but there is one film that I have a few casting issues with that, um, that you know, take it down a little bit for me. Um, so in The Hateful Eight, I would uh, want to replace um, uh, Michael Madsen's character with Nick Cage. Oh, um, shit. He, he plays a character yeah. that kind of uh, is like kind of in the background. He's kind of stirring the pot a little bit. And then he yeah. the part of the, the villain twist and turn of the film and uh, love Michael Madsen. But at this point, he just didn't have it uh, like he like he has before. Um, I kind of feel the same way with like Tim Roth in this movie, too. Like both of them I like, get acted circles around them which is sad because i love them in other films but yeah. it felt like they both kind of got shoehorned in because you know they are tarantino guys um so so i think if you replace uh, michael Manson with nick cage for that i think would be so much more fun for the back end of that film um but, you know where michael Manson is kind of doing a little bit more and like we have this uh, villainous turn and uh, I think would have played just like so much better. Uh, Nick Cage getting to play in that time period with all those other great actors. So you get to have him with Kurt Russell and Sam Jackson and Walton Goggins. Yeah. Like that's uh, what I was so yeah. yeah. Like when you said that, I'm thinking like that. I like that so much because I feel like the obvious thing would be just be like, oh, just switch out him with Walton Goggins. Like I feel like that's where like the easy role would be. But like him as Matt and with Madsen is such that it would make the movie so much better. We're like, it'd almost be one for one with Goggins. You know what I mean? But that I, would I like Goggins the role. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think mm. like that would just, it, it wouldn't do much because he already kills that role where I think that would super elevate that. I fucking love that pick. So, so my, my list is concluded with uh, Nick Cage with uh, three Sam Jackson collaborations. Yeah. Not, yeah, that is crazy. I did not even notice that whenever I was making this list. So, uh, but I, I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. It's hard not to have uh, multiple Sam Jackson movies just because he's in so many movies. So Exactly. <laughs> Andy? All right. Finish us up. Uh... <laughs> This last one, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep a straight face for this. So <laughs> we're talking about a bad movie that you want to make uh, <laughs> elevated. <laughs> okay, look, I'm excited now. <laughs> look no further than Nick Cage <laughs> replacing Nick Swartzen and Bucky Larson. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, that's a good that's a good outside the box pick. <laughs> that that's the porn movie? <laughs> yes it is. Okay. Yes it is. Uh a happy Madison picture. Uh Nick Cage born to be a star. <laughs> and uh Nick Cage playing a porn star. Oh okay. man. That's kind of funny. Like I have I have something written down that's very not Similar, but similar. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, many critics consider it one of 
like literally the worst movies of all time. Um, so <laughs> it would be interesting to see what Nick Cage could bring to one of the worst movies of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. sometimes, like for instance, people didn't know how good Peyton Manning was until he sat out and the team won zero games the next year. <laughs> right? Yeah. This true, is true. this is that in a movie. It's mm, how good is Nick Cage? Can he make a Nick Swartz and Bucky Larson porn movie that much better? There's your litmus test. All right. How good are you, Nick Cage? I think it's possible. I mean, I'll yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I think you can only go up from that movie. So yeah, yeah. instantly, <laughs> Nick Cage uh, adds a, a good like ten points to the movie. I I agree. You know, so like so, it's up to ten out of a hundred. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I mean, look. Ultimately, well, it well, doesn't matter because that's James' first pick because I'm stealing his first pick. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no fucking way. You're going to swap me out with fucking A nice Bucky. cage twist. Look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Damn, you <Fuck>. got us. <laughs> <laughs> now you see what I was doing. Talk about him in a uh, Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Nobody saw that twist oh coming. Oh my god! Hey, James's first pick was a banger, man. I loved it from the jump. So, well, I figured he would love to see Nick Cage and Bucky Larson. So let me <laughs> let me hype it up for him before I give it to him. I can replace that, right? Or yeah, no. with the ad yeah. drop. Yeah. Oh, that's the only way. Unless you steal, I can't no. remember how we do it. I thought we, I thought I was able to replace it right away. Oh no, it's only if there's a free. That's yeah, correct. and I waited to fill yeah. the spot. Damn it! Yeah. So that well, I make well, I'm gonna. And I said that James drafted Bucky Larson, born <laughs> to be a star, number one overall. I guess I'm gonna add drop. So uh, Andy, go ahead and give us your honorables and. Oh man! Oh my oh, God! Evil. I should fucking steal it back, but I don't want. I don't want you to. <laughs> I don't want you to his, steal to, one of his other ones. You're gonna. Uh, right, you're gonna entice me to waste my steals. You know, end up on a team. I don't know. Um, so you mentioned Unbreakable. I was actually thinking Split. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is because Marsden? he's playing twenty-four characters. So within one movie, you get Nick Cage playing twenty four characters. Oh man, that's a that's an interesting one. I mean, James McAvoy kills that I know, too. But... I know, I know, but like, but Nick I could Cage see it. I could twenty four oh, characters. Um, the next one I'm going to go with uh, for the old heads, um, for the people that like the throwback. Give me him replacing, uh, you know, dude Alex DeLarge for a Clockwork Orange. Okay. Okay. That's a, that would have been the only time travel pick we would have had. Yeah. Uh, Are we allowed to do that or not? Yeah. I mean, yeah we, we never, never said we couldn't. Okay. Yeah. But we just kind of didn't. Hmm. Yep. 
Um, but damn, this is like American Psycho for me. <laughs> I I know, I know, but <laughs> Nick Cage in it, like that's a, you know that's another level. It's another level. And the last one I'll go with is um, man. Uh. This is a movie that should have been way better than it was. Um, and Nick Cage would have fixed that. So give me Nick Cage and Willy Wonka. Okay. Ooh. Replacing Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. oh, and Burton's Wonka. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Charlie. I would have yeah. totally been in that. <laughs> I, I, I totally would have been on board I think, with that. I think that yeah, would have yeah. been fun. I just think Tim Burton and uh, Nick Cage's energy is kind of aligned. I think and, the, and, really and Cage good. even looks like Gene Wilder a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, be, yeah, be a great fit. Tease out that hair a little bit. Hell yeah, like this. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Devon, you're back. All right, uh, some honorable mentions because I'm pretty happy with my list. <laughs> um, some honorable mentions I had. Uh, one was uh, Nick Cage replacing. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Gangs of New York. Um, I know Leonardo is, he's one of the greats, but like in that movie, it's one of those cases where like he is acting against Daniel Day Lewis and like has no chance. Like Daniel Day Lewis just like obliterates him in like every scene in that film. I mean, I know that's kind of on par for the character. But I feel like if you put Nick Cage in that role, he can kind of still hold his ground in the scenes enough, but still play underneath, you know, the butcher's, you know, gigantic personality. Uh, I think that would have been a very interesting dynamic. So that's one I had. Um, One um, that I almost went with that um, my co-host Garrett McDowell gave to me was um, replacing Kevin Spacey in Seven. Oh, I had that too with John Doe. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I thought was uh, what you were thinking. Yeah, and I, I thought that. Yeah, was, I literally had it up. Yeah, I thought that was, was a ready. really. I, I was ready was, to take it, but I wanted James to have Bucky Larson instead. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then, um, and then one just like other super random one. I've been, um, uh, and it is it, super random. But then we're today we're recording on uh, Paul Verhoeven's birthday. Oh, and shit. um and I think Nick Cage would have been too old for this role, but um him replacing uh Casper Van Deen in Starship Troopers, oh. um he, he, he's a, he's a little too old, but I don't know. I think he could play a. I can stretch my brain that he was a, co- he a, a high school graduate. Um, but Look, him he can and play a, McLovin, he can play him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, him and a him and a Verhoeven film uh, would be so fun. I mean, I already love that film to death. I think it's fantastic. Um, I mean, I think Casper Van Dien is fine, but like uh, Nick Cage uh, in that role, I think would have been very interesting. Um, if uh, you know, with some uh, different aging and time travelness. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I love that fucking movie too. Yeah, so that's what I got for my humble mentions. That's awesome. Drew? Well, I got worried for a second there, because you said Leo, and you actually said fucking same same director. So give me... Give me Leo in Wolf of Wall Street. What the fuck, man? Whoa. I'm gonna fight you. Whoa. Like him coked up? Hell yeah. Actually, that would not... I mean, it would be good, but like... 
You're, you're you're messing with one of the top twenty actors of all time, back to back. Both of you two. <laughs> the disrespect. Leo, you know. Yeah. I mean, Leo's, I think Leo's in the top five, and he's not four through three. I mean, I think that's part of what <laughs> makes. So he's more- either one, two, or five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll let you decide. (laughs) Oh fuck! All right. Oh, I now I'll replace one of my top five actors, and I get a Tarantino here. Give me replacing Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. What are we doing here? Um, I almost had him. I almost had him replace Eli Roth and in Glorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. That was my other Tarantino pick. Uh, was Nick Cage as the Bear Jew? Okay. Oh man, that would be good. Oh yeah. And then finally, well, yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. No, Sorry, not. Andy. No, you're not. <laughs> give me, no, give me not. Nick play, Cage replacing. <laughs> Marlon Wayans is Kenny Tyler in The Sixth <laughs> no, Man. <laughs> Imagine him talking to the ghost where the guy thinks he's talking to his dick. It'll be hilarious. What a great poll. I'm, I didn't think anybody else had seen that movie besides me. It's oh, one it's, of my favorite that's movies of all time. Movie. I love that movie. Uh, oh my goodness. So oh, good. Thank you. Somebody else that loves the movie with me. Uh, oh my god i always talk about um i always talk about how kadeem harris i was always like how come he wasn't a bigger actor like he had such like he had such a charm and charisma to him i cried so hard in that movie and i also laughed so hard in that movie that's a great movie so good so underrated man i can't believe you just replaced (laughs) marlon wins with nick cage oh my god How did I do on your favorite movies, Andy? <laughs> you got all of you got all of them are in my top twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, so, so. No. I yes. love that. <laughs> Did, you, you crushed it. Once I realized, I was like, like I was like, oh, I should just pick one of one of those guys' favorite. I was like, I'm gonna do it to Andy. Just literally <laughs> woke up and chose violence. <laughs> oh my god. All right, here we go. These are my three. Uh, first off, I'm going to go Nick Cage for Jim Carrey in The Truman Show. Ooh. Weird. That's hey, like... That so I watched, that, but I watched The Truman Show, the boarding that recorded the last episode with you guys. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then after watching my movie for my podcast earlier... My roommate goes, oh, I need to put something good on that movie with shit. And then he threw on the Truman Show. And oh, then now you pick the Truman Show. Oh, my God. Look at this. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Tru- Nick Cage-ism. Nick cage All right. All right. In our cageality. <laughs> uh, the Cageiverse. All right. <laughs> uh, Next, I'm going to go Nick Cage for Guy Pierce in the movie Memento. Oh. I was thinking Guy Fieri for a second. I was like, what? Yeah. Nick Cage just hosted Diners, Drives, and the Dives? 
That's a good pick. Nick I like Cage, that. Nick Cage, Cage with, the, with Nolan. I like it. Yeah, and yeah. all the tattoos and stuff, and like just the the you know like Guy Pierce is going insane that whole movie. So like Nick Cage doing yeah. all that would. Yeah, he can look at this Cuban sandwich here in Houston. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exact. That's a line from the movie. I think. Uh, Nick Cage and Joey Pants in some scenes together. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a, that's yeah. a pairing right that's there. Right. And then uh, finally, I'm going to go with Nick Cage instead of Adam Sandler in Little Nicky. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. I love Little Nicky. I'm one of the few so people good. that loves that. I love, I love that movie. Love and that's oh, pretty good, actually. Dude, it made my love for Popeyes even stronger. Nick Cage going, yeah, the deep south. <laughs> Him doing the the shovel face voice, like what would Cage's shovel yeah. face voice be? Oh my goodness! Oh god, it's so great! Oh fuck! Holy shit! Oh my goodness! So James, I guess you're ad dropping, huh? Yeah, I'm an ad drop. You know what? I will too. Fuck! What? Why? You? Know, I mean, why not? You're gonna drop Pee Wee, aren't you? Huh? No, no, no. That's too good. Wait, is anybody else ad dropping? Oop. Was anybody else still wanting, or is everybody else locked in? I I'm locked good. in. Okay. Drew, you said you're um, locked in, or you? Ad-dropping? Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I want to move the six man up. <laughs> Fucker. No, oh. man. I'm okay. Good. Andy, I got first pick. Oh, you did? Yeah. Just mm. just so there's no funny business. Like, I'll show you the balls okay. and everything. Here they are. No, no, I, yeah, whatever. All right, I, can you see? That, I believe that you're right. really good at adjusting the balls very quickly. I, what? <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying. Like, all right. Fast. Yeah. yeah, you've had five years to practice. So. All right, so you're replacing your fourth pick with what? I'm going to, I'm dropping Bucky Larson straight to hell, <laughs> and then I'm going to pick little Nicky up out of hell and put it in that position. Look, man, it's still on your team, and Little Nick is your first overall pick. Nice. Yeah, I'm taking Little Nicky, number one. Oh, man. Uh, that's good. Yeah. That's a worthy replacement. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you read me off the honorables real quick, James? Yes. Um, James's honorables are Bucky Larson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when you picked it. Memento and Truman Show. Drew had Wolf of Wall Street and Glorious Bastards and The Sixth Man. Devon had Gangs of New York, Seven Starship Troopers, and you had Split, Clockwork Orange, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you know what? Look, one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite movies. I just want to get it in the team because you know what? Him on cocaine would be great. So guess what? Wolf of Wall Street coming over to my team, and I'm actually uh, dropping um, the Keanu Reeves Dracula one. Okay. Okay. Good move. Yeah, I feel good about this. Nick Cage and Jonah Hill is a combo that I would love to see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Well, shit, guys. I think we did it. Yeah, we, we sure did. did. And and James, man, I know it's your honorables, but hell of a pick with Bucky Larson. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, we should really we should really like do this earlier in the show, but Devon, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you again? Ah, <laughs> I did tell them. Oh yeah, no, you didn't. You guys did a great job and uh this was so fun. I'm glad uh you guys liked this uh very ram idea. Kind of it's a little different than some of the other drafts and uh this uh, was such the a ones we love, yeah. Yeah, we like yeah. getting weird. Yeah, so uh, you can find me getting weird on uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Daddy Disco. Uh, Twitter, I'm usually just talking a lot of shit on movies, and well, not talking shit on movies, talking talking movie shit is more what I meant. Giving different yeah. uh, script yeah. ideas. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, I'm I'm there, and um, I did um just uh I did I directed a music video recently. Oh shit! Uh, for my buddy uh, Zamp Camp, uh, the song is called California Freakin'. So you can uh, go check out the music video for that. I thought it was really fun and turned out really well. I uh, got oh, yeah. to do some split screen action and some some fun like weird hand shit. It was a, it was a good time. So yeah, go check that out. Not Kevin Spacey hand. Shit. Yeah, Different. no, no, not that kind of hand <laughs> shit. Different hand shit. And right, uh, so Zamp Camp. Yeah, uh, California freaking, and uh, and you can also, of course, listen to my horror <laughs> movie podcast, The Bloody Blunt Cinema Club. Uh, we dive into a different subgenre or franchise every month. Um, I host that with my buddy Garrett McDowell, and um, we are uh, wrapping up some coming of age horror. We're going to be talking uh, the Predator series coming up. We're going to talk uh, some Stephen King movies, and then um, we're also going to talk the Reanimator franchise in October. So we got uh, some fun. Can I hit you with an idea? Yeah, hit me. All right. This came up on our buddies. Uh, also, welcome back. Nerd aside, our buddies uh, returned this past week. They do Instagram every other week. And um, uh, movie writer Joe Russo came on there. Not the Joe Russo. The, no, not the, from you know, Marvel. The, the better <laughs> Joe Russo. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, he came on and they were talking. And I just threw something out there because they were like, scariest movie. They said something about the scariest movie. And I threw out Uncut Gems. So that would be an interesting one for you guys to cover because while it's not horror like total, it's the most anxiety you're going to get in a movie experience, which is also kind of horror. Oh, no, um, I would agree. We actually did a month um, recently where we did almost horror movies okay. and uh, we picked movies like that um, and we uh, uncut. Yeah, I listened to the some- Shiva Baby one. And yeah, so Shiva Baby was our pick for that because yeah, Uncut Gems was on the table. A good time also by the Safety Brothers okay. uh, was on the table as well for just how viscerally intense it is and like anxiety inducing. Because like I find yeah, like kind of that like anxiety cringe is like a horror in itself. So yeah, yeah. Uncut Gems was on the table, but we end up going with Shiva Baby because okay. that movie fucking is a is a banger. Yeah, it is it's fantastic. Really is. Um, yeah, so check out Devon. Uh, Devon, what do you, what do you have uh, coming up next? Like any, any big things on the horizon? Nah, man, you know, I'm just, uh, just grinding it out. I got, uh, you know, I'm going to try and do another couple music videos here and there. I'm, uh, I do got a, a, I, I will be dropping some music, a new song soon. Cause I have that, a, that I'm excited. For. I, I do got a kicks. Thank you. I, yeah, I wish I had more coming out, but uh, but I'm gonna have a new song because it's a it's definitely a summer song, so I want to get it out before the end of the summer. So so yeah, just keep an eye on the socials, and uh, there'll be some uh, some music stuff coming up soon too. Oh yeah. 
Hell yeah. All right. James, oh. read them off. Here we go. This is our teams of uh, Nick Cage movies. <laughs> for James's team, Nick Cage for Adam Sandler, Little Nicky. Number that's number one. Number two, Nick Cage for Christian Bale, American Psycho. Number three, Nick Cage for Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park. Number four, Nick Cage for Tom Cruise, Magnolia. And number five, Nick Cage for Kevin Spacey, American Beauty. For Drew's team, number one, Nick Cage for Jack Nicholson, The Departed. Number two, Nick Cage for Bradley Whitford, Get Out. Number three, Nick Cage for Will Smith in Bad Boys. <laughs> number four, Nick Cage for McLovin in Superbad. <laughs> and number five, uh, I guess I should say Christopher Mintz Plassey. And for number five, Nick Cage for Kevin Spacey and Baby Driver. And for Devon, his team, number one, Nick Cage for Quentin Tarantino from Dust Till Dawn. Number two, Nick Cage for Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. Number three, Nick Cage for Hayden Christensen in Jumper. Number four, Nick Cage for Detective Hoffman is what I wrote down. I forget the guy's name. <laughs> uh, Saw three. Yeah. And, uh, Number five, Nick Cage for Michael Madsen and The Hateful Eight. Look at that Tarantino bookend. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. And for Andy's team, number one, Nick. This is uh, this is my favorite one. Nick Cage <laughs> for Tom Hanks and The Castaway. Like, I have to yeah. see that movie. Number Almost two, stole that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you should have. Number two, Nick Cage for Leo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street. Number three, Nick Cage for Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. Number four, Nick, and I had Nick Cage for the Dark Knight Joker written down. And I, I didn't pick it because of. That's good. Could you That's... imagine that? Number four, Nick Cage for Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And number five, <laughs> Nick Cage for Bill Murray, Groundhog Day. I love yeah. my Pee Wee pick was wild. Like, I, gotta give, I gotta give you credit for that one. That one's pretty wild. Uh, uh, look, man, Nick Cage is Pee Wee coming to you in 2024. He can do it all. He really can. It changes our entire lives if Nick Cage is Pee Wee. If Nick Cage was Pee Wee Herman, our whole lives would be different. That would be the biggest cultural impact of any of our picks. It really is. Uh, also, I think that would be the most excited we would be by any movie Nick Cage like drops. Like, hey guys, I'm you know, doing Pee Wee. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah, Paul Rubens would probably be like, what the fuck? <laughs> they didn't even call me. <laughs> I've always loved Pee Wee and his suits and his shoes. You know, he's got great style. <laughs> I actually have a whole room dedicated to uh, Pee Wee memorabilia. <laughs> Here's the couch and the TV and the bicycle. And I got a whole room full of bow ties. <laughs> Uh, all right good stuff good thanks stuff. cool everybody 